Welcome to All Have Another, everybody. I'm surprising you with this bonus episode on a Monday, and I'm really excited to introduce to you two people who are starting a new podcast that I am super excited about and super excited to get behind. Something that I've been working on and actually dreaming about for the past three years has been starting a podcast network. So a few people have reached out to me to work with me on that. And the first person is Lauren Flores, who who you've heard on this podcast before. And she actually recently did a Patreon episode with me. So when she came to me with the idea for her new show, I was in like right away. I got the email. I was so excited. So today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking with Lauren Flores and Nick Laseva to tell you about their new podcast, The Up and Running Podcast. So welcome to All Have Another, Lauren and Nick. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having us. I mean, are you as excited as I am? Excited and nervous, for sure. Yes, exactly the same. Okay, so Lauren's been on the podcast before. Nick, you have not been on the podcast, though. People can listen to a really great interview with you over on Matt Chittam's podcast, The Rambling Runner. Uh, But I'd love to just, before we dive into what the podcast is all about, I'd love to dive into your background with running and why you're so passionate about it. So Nick, I'll go ahead and let you start. Give us just like the brief synopsis of of your life and your story. Tell us a little bit about your family as well. Sure. So I I started running in 1996, um, my high school cross-country team. I I started because a couple of my friends were more in shape than me when we played flag football. And I was like, they were like, oh, I do track. So I'm in shape. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go do track. So I showed up the first day and I told the coach I wanted to be a pole vaulter and javelin thrower. And he looked at me and said, distance runner. And basically since then, it's been distance running has been kind of this staple in my life. I ran in college at Monmouth University. I took a couple years off after college, um, just kind of burnt out a little bit from the sport. And then at 29, I started up again because I was at a goal to run a marathon by 30 and accomplished that around the wine glass marathon in 2011. And I kind of got the itch back in 2011 to be a competitive runner again and, you know, started training with people down in Baltimore, started getting really excited about it. I found myself a coach in 2017, Dave Roach. And since then, I've just loved everything about running. And running has always been this thing in my life. It's this community of all the friends I've met in my life and all the people who are now friends with my kids. Their kids are friends of my kids. I have a daughter who's named Chloe, two and a half years old, and another daughter named Amelia, who's eight months. So a dad with two young kids trying to pursue his goals of running is, is, is a passion of mine. And, you know, when you run in college and high school, you get attached to the professional side of the sport. So as I was younger, I always followed track and field and all the road races and the Boston marathons and the world majors. And so when Lauren reached out to me a couple months ago and said, I want to do this podcast that's a running recap of all the running related news, I thought this is a fabulous thing because one of the hardest things about our sport is while it's if you run the same marathon as everyone else, you get to be on the same playing field which other sports definitely don't have, but go follow results. It's, it's very complicated where you go to either a forum based site and, or you try and find a feed that doesn't work or you pay for NBC gold to find track and field results. Like it's not as accessible as it could be. So giving people a chance to follow all the professionals they love in a way 
that they didn't have before in this podcast is kind of what we're hoping to bring. I'm so excited. We The running community is missing this piece. Like exactly how you just explained that, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because I, as someone who hosts a running podcast, I don't know as much as I should. And that's out of pure laziness, honestly. And the beautiful thing is you guys are going to do this for us and you're going to like it when you do it because you enjoy all that nerdy, statty kind of stuff, which is so fun. Yeah, and I think um, one thing that's also really exciting about the show that we're envisioning is that um, a lot of times with running, the thing that's easy to see and find can be the like the results or the the polished finished product. Um, but there's just so many storylines and backgrounds of runners and all the work that goes into it, and those can be a little bit harder to follow um, just because there's so many amazing runners doing so many amazing things. And we're also going to be diving into that, like bringing you, like not just saying, oh, somebody placed really high at a meet, but bring you the backstory. They had kids and have been struggling to come back postpartum or had this injury a year ago and um, kind of just bring their stories and the results uh, to life too. And so everybody listening, Lauren was episode 95 on my show and actually see she was on Matt's podcast as well, episode 168. Uh, but Lauren, can you just kind of how Nick introduced himself, can you give a little intro for our listeners who may be new to my show as well? Yeah. So I have been running for, oh gosh, 17 years now. I started in middle school. Um, I only joined cross country originally because it was the one sport that seventh graders could do at my school. And I so badly wanted to be part of a sport. And then um, had been planning to do cross or been planning to switch to field hockey. Um, but the coach was like, if you come back next year, you can be a captain cause you'd be like a second year in the sport. And so that kind of just snowballed everything. And I haven't stopped running since then. Um, running brought me out to California where I live now with my husband and our two daughters. Um, and in between, uh, babies, I qualified for the Olympic trials, um, in the marathon, um, so right now I'm just about seven months postpartum and trying to train and get ready for that race in February. So you both run for rabbit elite, which is pretty cool. And I'd love to hear you talk about running at that elite level. Like it's cool that you are, you will get to run in the Olympic trials. Like you're not up there competing with the women who are running a 225 or whatever, but what is that like to compete in that field. It'll be so cool to be on the starting line with so many fabulous women. I am just so excited about like the opportunity because like you said, it's, I mean, it's actually a pretty large field, but just in the grand scheme of the things, there's less than 400 women that have qualified out of how many that run marathons every year. Um, and I'm just excited to be out there Uh, be competitive. My goal, which is very loose since we're so far away is just to like beat my seed time, which I think right now I'm like 280th about seed wise. Um, I just want to get fit, get back there, compete. It's on a super hilly course, which I think is one of my strengths. So I'm excited about that, but something that's really just cool about the running community and the women about my ability that have qualified for the trials is that very few of us are doing it, you know, full time. We're moms or we work too. And it's just so inspiring to see people competing and running at a high level who 
are doing other things um, and have so many other responsibilities and things going on in their life. That I love that so much. And uh, I don't know if you guys have listened to my episode I just did with Jared Ward, but um, to hear him talk about, you know, being a dad of four kids and competing at like a world-class level is, was so cool to hear. I mean, he's training professionally full-time, like he's not doing other things, but he is a dad of four. So it's cool to hear athletes talk about the other aspects that, of their life that aren't so 120% laser focused on running. Tell mm-hmm. me this though. I loved hearing that, that stat you just brought out 400, only 400 women have qualified. It, it just like, that's, not very many people. If you think about how many people would you say, how many people in America run marathons? Do you guys know? I thought it was like, I thought it was like 1.2 million or something. A stat I saw recently something. ran a marathon really? like, you know, a year, a couple years ago. And, and I don't know where that stats from or what year it was, but it had been growing a lot. I mean, they had showed this growth in the marathon over many years and like peaking around one, I thought 1.2 million. And, and that's like, it might be the same person counted twice. Sure. I don't know how they did that math, but yeah. Oh, right. Like someone who does like three marathons or something in a year. That is so, so cool. How do you envision like that race going for you? Do you, I mean, are you going to ramp up training soon? What does that look like? So I had originally been hoping to do a fall marathon um, just in preparation for it because it will have been two years plus since I've done a marathon. Um, But then I had a little injury this summer that kind of set me back. So I'm just hoping to run a fast half in October and then we'll really start ramping things up then. Um, I am already running like 50 plus miles a week and getting in some solid long runs and all that. So I'm hoping just right now to be building a good base and getting a little faster before starting more marathon specific stuff around the holiday season. Okay. So before we dive a little bit deeper into the podcast talk, can you guys just for fun, because runners like the, the PR talk a little bit, you know, can you guys share with everybody what are your uh, race PRs. I mean, if you want to do half full 5k, whatever you feel like sharing. Sure. So I, most of my PRs all came within the last, I want to say nine months under my new coach. And so I run, I split a 5k around 1545 earlier this year during a 10k PR. And I ran my 10k PR is 32 30. I ran a 110 56 half earlier this year. And last fall at CIM, I ran a 230-47 marathon. That is awesome. Do you have goals of breaking 230? Yes, I have pretty big goals. This year has been a year where I've tried to ramp up my mileage and and have some big goals. I'm running CIM again this fall in a couple halves, including the one tomorrow. And so I have some pretty big goals to get that number down in in the low 220s. But, you know, in reality, just any any PRs at this point of 37 running for so many years, like it's just exciting and fun. Do you think was hiring David Roach like was that a game changer for you as your coach? Yes. Uh, so I have been self-trained. I self-trained since I came back in 2011. And the thing David brought to my training that I didn't have before was all that mindset stuff that you see a lot of people posting about or talking about, and even pro runners talking about a lot more. Of I used to have a lot of race anxiety, a lot of pressure. I would crush training, and then I'd get to the starting line, and all of a sudden I'm running 
45 seconds a minute slower than than I, I was doing in workouts and I was putting immense pressure on myself um when I became a rabbit elite last fall or last spring I remember thinking I had to run like an elite so putting all this immense pressure on myself to be elite and every time I went to the race with that pressure on myself it, it felt so much harder like like lead in my legs of Hey, like, why is this so hard? I can do it in training. And David's been just very much of this positive influence. I have a log with him and every day he posts something super positive or inspiring or just you're doing great or amazing or way to juggle it all. And, you know, after day after day of hearing that, it's just such a great reminder. And he sends out race emails to get you prepared for a race. And some coaches may give you tons of splits. Run this 10K at this. David's email is about a thousand words and not once does it mention a pace but mentions how proud he is of you, like to smile every mile, to thank every runner. It's just full of mindset stuff that you read it and you're like, I am so ready to have a great day. So hiring David's sort of been like that, that extra edge I needed. I always could train hard, but I would always crumble sometimes under pressure. And, and David being there to be that reminder of, hey, you know, life's a journey, like enjoy the ups and the downs. It's all part of your life that has made things so much easier. And I go to races now with so much less pressure on myself. Okay. So Lauren, do you want to spill your, your PRs? Sure. Um, so all of my PRs, except for my 5k come from between my pregnancies. Um, I kind of thought I would never get faster at like the shorter stuff after having kids. And so uh, my 5k PR is 1650. Um, last oh gosh last spring right before I got pregnant with my youngest daughter I ran 1657 so it was my first time under 17 minutes again since college which was exciting um but then the races I've PR'd at in the last two years are the 10k I've run 35 16 and then in the half I ran a 118.39, and then my marathon PR at CIM in 2017 is 244.16. yeah and I interviewed Lauren right after she ran that PR. You know what I love about that marathon PR from you is that you did that in between babies, but you really had like, at least from the outside looking in, this is what I see. You had like such a healthy balance and approach to training post baby because you, you weren't out there training hard, like three months postpartum, you know, like, wasn't it, wasn't she live 18 months or something, 16 months? Yeah, she was, I think 17 months, 16 months, something like that. And I really didn't start training hard again until she was about nine months old. Um, and for those first nine months, I really just kept telling my husband, Henry, I'm like, you know, I want to want to train, Mm -hmm. but I don't. So I'm not going to push my body. And it is a little bit different this time around because I kind of have like the deadline of the trials. Sure. Um, and I do want to be fit. I don't want to just to just be like a victory lap. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get there, perform well. Um, so I did start training a little bit more seriously, a little bit earlier on, but I also wasn't working full time. And, um, when you have your second kid, as you know, <laughs> for that, what, like with subsequent, with subsequent kids, life just kind of keeps going on. So, um, I still took things slowly, I think, and, uh, I was being smart with my training, but, um, I definitely wasn't running this much seven months postpartum after my first. Yeah. And I do think people seem to have in general, 
maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I've, I had way more pressure, not from anybody else, but from myself to like get back in shape faster after the first and after, which is the opposite of what you did, you know, since you did your time with Liv, but like, I don't know. And it might've been an age thing too. I was younger. I was a little bit more naive about what my body could do. And my body could do more sooner because I was younger, but, um, after each child, I'm just less inclined to be like, I need to get back on the saddle and train really hard because like you said, life does go on and things do happen and kids get sick and just things, things get in the way sometimes and to, to decide what you want to prioritize. Um, it's a very individual thing, but, uh, I think not rushing back into things postpartum is, is important for mental health, you know? Yeah, exactly. And my husband and I, I mean, our youngest is seven months, but we're already, you know, are we going to have a third? Are we just going to be done with two? Cause I kind of want to know <laughs> in terms of like, yeah, ending races. And I know you and I even talked about this in our first, um, episode, just, you know, family planning around marathon training as a female. Um, and so in a way, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, well, if we have a third, we'll do it right after the trial. So like, I have to get really fit. And then I'm like, why am I putting that pressure, that timeline on myself? We just need to like, I just need to be smart, like train to what my body is capable of doing. And like, if we have another kid, then that's great. If not, that's fine. Like, um, I just have to, as a planner, it's hard to let go of the expectations, but I think that's kind of what is best and what I have to do going forward. See, that's the thing between me and you. The difference between me and you, Lauren, is I am not a planner, which is why I had four kids in six years. Like, <laughs> there's no planning going on. I'm just like, okay, I guess we're having another. Okay, guys. So let's talk about the podcast a little bit more. Let's do it. Up and running. Okay. So Lauren, this is your, this, you thought of this. So, and Nick kind of went into it a little bit when he introed himself, but what else do you want to share with everybody about the podcast? Yeah. So Nick and I are both, um, podcast lovers, um, I think in the running space and outside of that. And I've always wanted to start a podcast and, there are so many already great running ones that are interview focused. And I listen to a couple motherhood podcasts and other topics that are just like two hosts talking every week. Um, and I really enjoy those because not only do you learn about a topic or um, just get to hear two people bouncing their ideas off of each other, you also get to know about the people hosting the show. Um, and I mostly listen to podcasts on the run instead of music. Um, and so I just love, you know, basically bringing along two friends for a conversation and you don't have to be a part of it. Um, I was joking with Henry the other day that podcasts are like the best running buddies because they don't stop talking on the uphills. Um, <laughs> which came about the other day cause my friend and I were like, we have to stop talking on this hill cause we're both out of breath. We're like, it had been a while since we'd seen each other. So we were chattering and then we're like <gasps> up the hill. So um, but yeah, I just think, um, I just wanted a different kind of running podcast that kind of made the professional and elite side of the sport more accessible to those who might not know how to access information or just are looking for more of that content in their life without having to search the web themselves and do all the work to compile, um, stories and what's going on in the, the, the elite and professional side of things. 
Tell me what are some of the like big races or topics, things like that, that you for sure want to cover. Give us a, a taste of what we might see. Yeah. So this coming year, I think is just super exciting in terms of uh, we're going into an Olympic year. World is about to happen in about a month and a half. Um, so we're definitely going to be covering like the world championships. Um, Chicago's coming up, which is basically with the elite field that has been announced, basically going to be like a Olympic trials before the Olympic trials on the American side of things. Um, and Jordan Hesse is going to be going for the American record there, I believe. Oh my Um, gosh. That's so exciting. I know. I can't wait to see what she can do with that. And then I don't know if Roberta Groner is still planning to go after the master's record because she's doing New York, which Mm -hmm. isn't a particularly fast course, but She's doing the uh, World's Marathon and New York Double. And then Sarah Hall's also doubling, I believe, at Berlin and New York. Yeah. Is um, she really? Mm-hmm. See, I should. This is why your podcast is going to be good. So media like me, people who host podcasts can be like, oh, I know this. I learned this on the Up and Running podcast because – I mean, it's just so much more accessible this way than me trying to like scroll through articles. And man, I'll tell you, Ashley Fizzerati, one of my close friends, and she's been on the show and, you know, a big listener of the podcast. She gives me more running knowledge than like I find through articles and stuff just because she pays attention more. But I'm going to pay attention more because I can listen to this when I'm like (laughs) doing dishes. Yeah, exactly. That's exciting. So, yeah. Who was it I recently interviewed? We were talking about serial racers. Oh, Shawana White. And she messaged me after our conversations and she said, here's an example of a serial racer. And it was, it must have been, and I didn't even read it. I just saw a picture of Sarah Hall, but it must have been maybe her announcing that double, you know? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's totally what it was. Well, that it's so funny because I feel like I get a lot of information from Instagram, but I also just know how easy it is to scroll and like the picture without reading like a caption, for example. And I know recently something that happened after USA's was I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, oh my gosh, can you believe like how much of a negative split they ran in the 10K? And I knew for a fact that this friend had liked um, Stephanie Bruce's picture on Instagram where she talked about how they ran like a 1640 and then a 1520 or whatever. And she was like, oh, my gosh, they did. Wow, that's crazy. I'm like, did you not read that caption? (laughs) So I think um, I just really get into those details and the numbers. And I mean, I think Nick's even more of a numbers guy and data guy than I am. Um, So I think that's like we have the stories and we have the numbers and we're just uh, super into all aspects of the sport. Yeah. So then and to talking about Lauren's point about stats, like my favorite part of running is I think a lot of people are invested in, let's say, world marathons and, and you know, UASTF championship races because they're on Instagram. But the track side of the sport, I think it sometimes doesn't get the same respect. And, and track is so, in my opinion, at least it's a lot of fun. I mean, these races are championship races. They're on a track. They're going around four meters. You can watch the entire thing as long as the TV doesn't cut to commercial. And there's so much tactics going on. Sometimes they go out hard. Sometimes they go out slow. Everyone's running full speed at the end. And like you get to watch that whole part of it. And I think the track side of it is the fun part of the sport. I'd like to bring more to people's attention and all the stars at 10Ks and 5Ks. And, and the 1500 is this 
crazy race where people are running 50 second laps all the way through. And, you know, this is the fun side of the sport that I also want to bring from this podcast. What are you guys most excited about as it takes off? And what are you most nervous about? You're going to be doing a weekly show, so it's going to be timely too. So you can't batch up a bunch of episodes. It's kind of like as it happens kind of thing. So tell me your excitement and then what you may be a little nervous about. I think honestly, I, what I'm most nervous about is just the technical aspect of things because we do want to be getting information to people in a t- timely matter. So if for some reason we like forget to hit record or audio doesn't sound good or I can't figure out how to edit things well, um, that's kind of what stresses me out the most is the technical stuff. Um, but luckily, I have my husband to hopefully lean on in that arena um, because that's what he does for a living. Um, But I'm just excited because one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast was because selfishly I want to talk about these things. (laughs) Um, And it can be hard to find people um, that have the same interest as you. And so Nick so far has been a good partner to bounce ideas off of and just recap races with. And I think um, that's what I'm most excited about is just to have these conversations on a weekly basis and kind of just brain dump all of the, the races and things going on in the running world that I'm excited about. Tell me how you thought of Nick to partner, to be your partner in crime. Yeah. So, well, you and I had brainstormed together. Um, and we just thought that a, a male perspective and a female perspective would make it really interesting and just bring a good dynamic to the podcast. Um, and Nick and I being rabid elite um, teammates, uh, we had had a lot of interactions on social media. And after I had heard his episode on the Rambling Runner with Matt, I just thought that we would get along well together and that he was well-spoken. And just I got even from that interview that he was into the sport um, as a whole and not just a participant as a participant. Yeah. I felt the same way after I heard him on you. Cause you said his name, you said Nick's name. And I said, well, we've interacted on Instagram a few times. And then I was like, let me listen to him on Matt's show. And I was like, yep, this is a great fit. All right. So Nick, tell us your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And that was very, it was very crazy to get a, t- a message for Lauren. She's like, Hey, I have this crazy idea. Would, would you be? And I was like, what could this be? And I'm reading, it. I'm like, oh my. And so I was like very excited that someone even thought of me to do a podcast. Um, it's crazy sometimes to think that, but so excitement, I, I love to bring like the stories and the, the journey of these people. I think it's so much more is out there of people's running a lot of these track team or these these elite teams are sharing much more of their story that didn't exist a couple years ago and that's fun to now you know we can invest in runners but now we can as a whole tell how all these people are coming this race and how everyone did and recap and um you just to talk about running is is super exciting so to to talk about something i've been a part of for 20 what am i 23 years now in some way or shape or form and with Olympic trials coming up and, and Olympics and just, you know, track trials. Like there's so much fun and excitement coming up in the next year that we're going to have so much to talk about. And then on the nervous side, you know, every week talking on a podcast is a little, it's a little nerve wracking. I, I think everyone doesn't like the sound of their voice, but I also don't like the sound of my voice. So, um, you know, hearing myself talk is, is fine, but every week just making sure we recap, like, we can't, like you said, we can't 
do a bunch of episodes and just have them on reserve. It's a race has happened this weekend. Get it out on Monday or Tuesday because if you wait too long, then is everyone then the race is already gone and is there really a recap? And you know, getting it so if a race races usually happen Saturday or Sunday and getting a recap out Tuesday morning so everyone they can find out what happened over the weekend in a timely manner. That's that's the probably the nervous part and and that's fine. You know, I think this doesn't exist today. So in any any form we bring it, it is is great to people. But just making sure we we keep up a rhythm is is probably the nervous part for me. All right, so you you are launching your show. Like the show is is launched now, so people can go subscribe to the Up and Running podcast. So go do that right now, everybody. Go hit subscribe and make sure that you're turn, tuning in so you don't miss the news. And then from here on out, we can expect to hear your episodes on Tuesdays, correct? Yes, on Tuesday mornings. Okay. So I think a fun way to end this little pop-up episode, this this little intro to the Up and Running podcast will be for you both to pick your three favorites for the Olympic team in the marathon for both men and women. Oh, gosh, that's rough. <laughs> it's real rough. Okay, so, oh my gosh. Okay, She's on the women's side. I didn't side. prep her for this, guys. I did not prep them for this. <laughs> They're winging this. We're like furiously Googling the <laughs> the um, water, the list. Um, oh my gosh, on the women's side, I mean, can we pick who we, oh shoot, who we want to be on the, the team or who we think will make the team? I think you should pick who you think are the most likely people to make the team, even if you pick a dark horse, but like what your instincts tell you. Well, if Jordan Hesse is healthy, I think Jordan Hesse, I think Emily Sisson and gosh, I would love to see Steph Bruce on the team. Be so cool. That is like so wild. And there's so many other (laughs) women (laughs) out there. Okay. So Lauren uh, says. That's what I'm going to go with. Jordan Jordan Hesse, Emily Sisson, Steph Bruce. That was like, that's like in your heart, you want Steph on the line. And it's definitely a possibility. Okay. Do you want to do the women, Nick? Sure. So Jordan Hesse, I think also I am very much thinking Sarah Hall. And I probably think. That I don't know. I have some weird feeling like Shalane Flanagan's going to get healthy, <laughs> and she's such a racer and she's just such a star that somehow she will be there on the line and in February and still make the team. So I think those three. And you, we're leaving out so many good women. That's so crazy. Now I have like five others that yes, are popping in my head. <laughs> okay, and now let's hear. And I think that's hilarious that you're throwing in Shalane because I wonder what. Like, what is she even doing right now? I know she's coaching and she's getting healthy from a recent injury or whatever. But do you really think that she might train? I think that's her goal, ultimately. You know, we've seen so many, especially Bowerman babes, um, they, they come back so fast. I mean, Emily is now back and, and running amazing and Colleen quickly. And it's so many of them have been out. But they, when they come back, it's they ramp up pretty quickly. And I don't know, maybe they're taking the right amount of downtime and not coming back too soon so you know as of now we have what six seven six and a half months till trials and i know shalane has started training again is the word so you know i don't know i, I don't rule it out i didn't know she was training like i i figured she was staying in shape but i kind of thought she was hanging up hanging up her hat yeah i think she just started training again she posted am i on instagram am i totally just 
this is why I need your podcast. <laughs> I need to know that. You guys could have told me that. I didn't know Shalane was training again. I mean, I see pictures, but then again, there I am not reading the captions. <laughs> okay, let's do the men's side. Gosh, on the men's side, I'm going to, it's a little bit of um, more of a narrow field just in terms of people who right now have the standard. And that doesn't mean much anymore in terms of actually making the team now that the Olympic, the trials has the gold, gold label standard qualification. I don't know what that word is. Um, but there's just a, a lot, there's a bigger gap, I would say, between the top three and the rest of the field. So um, I think for me, it's pretty straightforward. I'm thinking Gail, Galen Rupp, Scott Fobble, and Jared Ward. Yeah. That's my, those are the top three seated, and I think that's I think that's the team. What do you think, Nick? So Galen Rupp, for sure, I think he's a, a class above everyone right now, and I think it's just sort of his race to, to run. I am a giant Scott Fobble fan, so I definitely think he is going to get in. He's running fabulous. And then, you know... I, Another dark horse for me, Bernard Legat. I think he just ran 212. You know, he's a 102 half guy. He's basically run anything on the track, been a dominant force for years. I know he's 44, I think. Wow. Question mark. But so I just, he is such a racer. I think if he gets in one of these championship style marathon races where they go slow and this race, this Atlanta course is designed for that and it's the last 10K or of a race and he's there, I just, I would not pick anyone else but him to get a top three spot as they race down the last you know six miles of that race wow 44 that is confirmed (laughs) (laughs) just now (laughs) oh my gosh awesome all right well i am so excited about this new podcast and you know I mentioned this in the in the intro here, but I've been dreaming of starting a podcast network for a long time. I mean, if you listen back to my 100th episode, which was almost 100 episodes ago, uh, my friend Maggie Dials interviewed me and I mentioned that in that episode. And that was like uh, a long time ago. I don't remember which child. Yeah, it's like almost two years ago. Yeah, almost three years ago. That's crazy. And so... I'm finally making it happen and having your show as one of the inaugural shows in the network is really special to me and I'm so excited about it and I should mention to everybody what the network's called, shouldn't I? Yes. <laughs> Lauren. Because it's the best name ever. Do you love it? Okay. Because I said it to Lauren and I was like, I, did I, was it you that I was texting? I was like, I'm scared to tell you because I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. But I'm owning it. So Glenn actually thought of the name and it's Sandy Boy Productions. So obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that our fourth son's name is Sandy and we have four boys. So it's just kind of like morphing that together like Sandy Boy. And I think it's catchy and fun and different. And if people come to the network and they don't know anything about my life, like it doesn't matter. Sandy Boy Productions. So that's what we're going with. So the Up and Running podcast, along with I'll Have Another, is uh, one of the inaugural shows in the Sandy Boy Productions Network. So I'm so happy to have you both uh, join this community, and I'm going to call it a family. Um, one of my biggest goals with the network is that we can provide support and encouragement to the podcasters that join the community and that we can lift each other up and cross-promote and just 
bring inspiring, important, and fun information to the ears of the listeners. So thank you guys for joining it. Thanks for having us, Lindsay. We're so excited to be working together. Yay. Yes. Everybody can find Lauren and Nick's podcast, the Up and Running podcast, on any podcast channel. Just search Up and Running podcast. And you can find them on Instagram. You need to go follow over there, Up and Running podcast. And then what are your personal Instagram handles to share with everybody? Yeah, mine is Lauren Flurry 77 Mine is N Clastava. I'll spell that K-L-A-S-T-A-V-A, V as in Victor. All right. Well, cheers to new beginnings and starting something that we're all excited about and can't wait to listen to your show. We're excited. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs>